This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Happy almost December, friend. Can you believe it? This is a time of year where it is easy to reflect It is often actually encouraged to look back on the year and think, hmm, how do I feel about all this stuff? And then it's encouraged to look ahead and think, hmm, how do I want to feel about all this stuff that's gonna happen? So today's episode, I think, is well-timed because my friend and amazing sparkly human, Shiloh Brown, who you are going to instantly fall in love with and immediately follow on Instagram, is joining me and we are talking about career change and specifically how there are many different ways that a career pivot looks and feels and it can still end up successful. I talk to a lot of people who are contemplating career changes and they range on a spectrum of very, very clear and certain that I am going to get out of this job and get into another one. And sometimes they're in the spec under the spectrum where they aren't happy, but they know they don't want to stay unhappy forever. And that is all they know. So today's conversation is really going to help you if you're anywhere on that spectrum of wanting a change, maybe, no matter how clear you are or how possible you think it is right now. This interview is really going to, I think, normalize a lot of the struggle involved in career pivoting, and it's going to light a little fire under your bum, which, uh, you know, a lot of the country is going through some cold wintry times right now. So let's get your buns toasty warm, friend. And let's light a little fire because no matter what decision you end up making, here's what I know about you. You don't want to be spinning and angsting and agonizing over this decision for the next year. You don't want to be having the same conversation with yourself next holiday season of do I want to change or dang, I thought I wanted to change and then a year went by. What happened? So please enjoy this conversation and have a happy last day of November or whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to the Decision Masters podcast, Shiloh Brown. Yay. (laughs) I'm fangirling just a little bit because I love listening to you. So I'm like, what, what, like, should I practice my voice so I can make sure I sound as fun or. That's bananas. I could talk to you and listen to you for days. And I'm so grateful to have you here today so that we can talk about many things, but particularly we got chatting about career change. Yes. And you had so many like wisdom bombs one after the other that I was like, hold on, we have to, (laughs) we have to record (laughs) this conversation. (laughs) Love it. Before I ask you 1 million questions, do you want to introduce yourself and maybe some of your career change story that you want to share? Yeah. My name is Shiloh Brown. Um, I am basically a general life coach. I coach a lot of people on just general life 
relationships, all the things. And then I tend to attract a lot of business career type coaching as well. I help a lot of my clients with the front end of the coaching and the mindset, but also the back end of the business, the operations side, which I noticed also helps clear their brain. I I started coaching on just mindset and I was like, listen, Mm. I can coach you into thinking things are really great, but the back end of your business is a mess. And I happen to know how to do that. So I kind of do uh-huh. that for them sometimes. <laughs> and That's then, amazing. Um, so you do the yeah. practical, the, I love, yes. I like that terminology, the front end and the back end. So like the <laughs> inside yes. and the outside. I'm a front end, the, I'm a front end and a back end. And a little about me on a personal level. I am, I just had my youngest child graduate from high school So I'm right in the thick of an identity crisis right now, everybody, just so you know, just kidding. So don't listen to me when it comes to anything about motherhood, because I'm like, everything is rosy and shiny and only remembering the best things right now. But I do have three of my children. And then I've been married for three years and my husband has three children and together we have, so together we have six children. I never thought I'd have that many kids. I'm glad that I always let my kids have a lot of friends come over to play Cause that's what my fi- life just feels like now is I have my kids and then I have like little bonus friends over all the time and oh um, two grandkids. So my life is full and fun as far as career change. You know, I feel like I can speak to this because I have mostly, you know, how some people are the pro at something. And then there's those that are just stuck in the learning phase and they become a pro out of accident because they're just stuck in the learning phase. I would say that I am really good at learning because I've been like, I'm slow at making decisions. So I have had lots of career changes, but I don't act on them very fast. I like, I guess I'll just say, I like to wallow and explore in the fear that I'm going to talk about. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And and just get to know it (laughs) really well. I don't know that you're giving yourself all the credit that (laughs) I think that you deserve, but we'll talk about it. Because yeah, tell, tell us what you mean. Like you describe yourself as slow to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And yet I know you as someone with an actual career. You're not mm-hmm. pretending. You're not. Yes. <laughs> um, like it's not a hobby. Mm-hmm. Why do you describe it that way? As like slow to make decisions. Well, maybe because I am, I like to talk fast, act fast, do fast and have high expectations. And so a lot ah. of what I talk to people about is the same lesson I try to teach myself, which is you're a human and things take a process. But I do have, just in full disclosure, like I do have a pretty full coaching business. And then I also, for the last 10 years, have been an event planner for large corporate tech events. And so I think I feel like I I have actually embraced both. I'm now at a crossroads where I think we should, we'll talk about where one is now, like the coaching business is now enough that I do need to do a full career change. But Mm. I have embraced the, I call it like, I was in, I was on a, I don't know where I was once. And they had like two oxen that were like pulling a cart and I was in it. I was in Thailand and like they pulled it together and it was like probably so that one didn't have to pull us alone. And that's kind of how I felt like this career change for me has been. And it's been a process, but I actually think it's something to consider because it's kept me from having my dream become my enemy, which we can talk about more. Have you ever noticed that people do that with the situations they're in? Is their dream becomes the thing that's holding them back because they are so much in a state of either fear or anxiety, Mm -hmm. or just like, I'm going to blow something up in order to make the next thing work. Yeah. Because they can't decide. Yeah. So if you embrace it, 
So basically you were like, I take back everything I said. I did make like okay, yeah. firm decisions that actually worked <laughs> out. And, yeah. but I think that what you're describing is so like, I really appreciate your honesty with it, with your perception of it, because I right. think that career change is such a loaded, scary, but also trendy at the same time mm-hmm. concept. And therefore it is marketed to us as like, this is a thing that you can do, but like you have to do it correctly. And there's a, a way it should be looking and there's a way you should be feeling. Like we yeah. get sold this story of these career pivoters and people who are just like successful over here, but then they like, you know what? I'm going to do a 180 and be successful over here tomorrow. Yeah. And I think what you're, the experience you're describing, I think is so much more common where it's like, you're in that messy middle where you're like, well, I haven't just overnight decided I'm going to do this one thing for the rest of time. Now I am Mm -hmm. still doing some of this and I'm still doing some of this and I'm seeing where it goes and I'm seeing how it feels and I'm functioning it doesn't feel as like clear cut and straightforward and all decided and finished as I think it's marketed that it should feel right. Yeah. So let's backtrack to one thing. I feel like there's always, and I think people feel this about the career they want to be in or the business they may want to start. You feel like there's this tiny little burning inside. That's like, and most of the time, super secret. Like you don't dare to say it out loud. That's why it's mm-hmm. good to have a coach. Cause yeah, let's say space to bring it out to the universe. For me, it was like, I feel like I've got a gift to help people. Like I see people for the wholeness of who they are. I feel like this, da, 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 da. And then when you started to think about it, it was like so many voices, so much fear, so many things, so many like questions. Like, I don't know if I could even make money at it. I don't even know what to charge. And it's like, all the air gets sucked out of it. And that little tiny fire either gets blocked or burned out because you just let all of that fear come in. And so I acknowledge that everyone has a different life path. So when you're talking to your friends, they don't have any of those thoughts in their head. So you're saying to your friends, yeah, I think I want to become, I think I want to do this career change for myself. And you're in your head, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm 48. I'm a fossil. Like I have all these reasons why it's not going to work. I got to, I'm a single mom. I was a single mom at the time. I got to, you know, like all these things. And your friend looking at you like, well, we had two conversations. You gave me great advice. You should be a life coach, like go for it. And then they're like, go for it and go for it tomorrow. And you're just like, what? You are not taking into, like, you're not thinking all of the things I'm thinking. So I think what we do is we tweak it. So you feel safe in pursuing your dreams because some of us might feel safe. Just like I have friends. We can all stand on a cliff. Some will jump. They jump. They don't think they go and it totally works. It's fine. Some of us stand there and fret and then we have to close our eyes and jump. And some of us may walk up there 10 times and walk back down, but eventually jump. Like we all have whatever's happened in our lives to make us feel a certain way about these decisions. And I do think there's a point where we have to kind of befriend that instead of Mm. pretend like it's not existing. Because when you think about like a two-year-old, if you ignore them and pretend like they're not existing, it becomes louder and louder and louder. It's not like that they go away. And this is why I think having a decision coach is so good. Cause at first people are like a decision coach. Don't you just like, if you talk to your friends, they'd probably, I don't know if you get this, but they're probably like, why do you need a decision coach? You just decide. And yeah, that's true. <laughs> I exist for the people who hear that. And they're like, what do you mean? You just, yeah, decide. You just decide. Well, you, there's a ton of muck going on in your head. That's not going on in their head that you need to sort yeah. through. 
So yeah. for me, it felt safer. It feels safer because of my circumstances. Like I was a single mom, blah, 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 blah. My dream, I protected my dream and by keeping a job and doing it as a side hustle to start. One, yeah. it taught me to learn how to know. And you can do this with any career, like go into that like field. Are you good at it? Do you enjoy it? Do you feel like it could be your full-time gig? And anytime I felt for me, if I attached too much money onto this dream, my why started to get choked out because yeah. I was so stressed about the money. And I coach so many people where the first thing they are is like, I'm really trying to find my why. I'm really trying to like get a new client. I'm really trying to do these things. And I know you're trying to tell me, be in the flow. Da, 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 da. But the truth of the matter is like, I need to pay my power bill and it's summer and air conditioning is expensive. Like yeah. your nervous system kicks in and they're freaking out over this decision. So I'm kind of like, let's just get another ox to help you pull the stream along versus like trying I'm to pull it alone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is another branding marketing problem with the whole career change concept, because we're supposed to be fearless and mm -hmm. you're supposed to just jump off the cliff. And if you aren't fearless and you're not simply jumping off a cliff, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it too slowly. What you're saying is so flipping true. Safety matters. And yes. you're, it's entirely subjective. Everyone's version of safety is different, but I think it's bonkers that we put the pressure on ourselves to not only have big dreams, like dare to dream big, have that audacity, yeah. but then also like go after them immediately and fearlessly mm -hmm. because we do have bills to pay. We do have people or animals we might be taking care of. We might have future commitments that we're already yeah. uh, committed to. <laughs> yeah. This, exactly what you're saying right now doesn't get any press if we're talking about career change as like a marketable thing. It's like- It's not very, it's not very pretty to be like- not, It's not sexy. You might have to work a little bit harder, especially no. in this world of like, everything has to be easy. You actually might have to work really hard for a few years. Yeah. But if, if you can- allow your dream or your career that you want to go to, or like, if you do it, like there's ways you could tap into it. You could volunteer in that institution. You can like be in that space so that you're comfortable on the move over. Maybe you're, that'll like, you never know what's in store for you. That could be marketing. I just feel like you never know. I talked to, I think I coach three or four physicians and I will tell you the interesting thing to me. And I only use them as an example is because yeah. They go through so much schooling, like oh, yeah, so much schooling. And then guess what I'm coaching them on? Burnout. Some of them have worked in the industry for two years. Like, man, if you could have volunteered in a hospital before you, like, I don't know, you know, and then they're looking at other careers, <laughs> career change. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's entirely bad to try and get yourself in there in some sort of manner. Before you decide, like you just let your body feel it. See if it's for you. I've had, I've had coaches who have said, I'm going to be fully booked at 20 clients. And then they're coming back, you know, they get fully booked and I'm like celebrating with them. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. This is way too much. Like, oh my God, I'm now so realizing fully booked is like 10 clients, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, we have to have a little space to like explore those dreams. It's not like you're going to write it out on paper and okay, this is the career I want. And I'm just going to go do it. And it's going to go exactly as I imagined. Yeah. That does happen for some people and it's pretty and it's shiny. And I think that's why they get a lot of press for it. Yeah. But 
I don't think it happens for everyone. And I think that's why decision coaches exist. I think that's why you exist. If it happened for everyone, then you would mic drop it in just like two sentences, like make a decision, go. Like exactly. You wouldn't be having the conversations you probably have on the daily about these decisions uh, in general. Every single client, I always tell them if it were easy, it'd be easy. And for some people, maybe it's easy because you see like, oh, we'll just do this job done. No drama. Mm -hmm. And it's like, great. But if that's not the experience we're having, if it's not so obvious and so straightforward and so non-activating to our nervous system, then it's not easy. That's not a problem. And I think that you're you're so right in that it's the story that gets told the most and the loudest probably. Mm -hmm. And it's the story that therefore we think we should aspire to have where it's just, okay, I decide what my dream is going to be, or I I discover what my passion is going to be. And I've never met a person who sat down and thought their way to a passion or a dream. Yes. It's like not how it happens. Yes. It is scary to not have that conviction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different than what's usually familiar. I think where it's like, you're standing in front of the law school or the medical school, or for me, mm-hmm. it was the drama school where I was like, yeah. okay, you have enough conviction to sign up for a commitment. If it's like three years of school or seven years of school. But if that's your reference point for big life decisions, but now you're not in your twenties anymore, you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, you're not looking at a commitment of several years to get another degree. You're really looking at lots of options where the first steps are very accessible because they don't require a huge life commitment, time, money, whatever. You can just start seeing what it feels like to get a coaching client, work with horses, like whatever you want to do, start selling like barbecue out of your driveway. Like I just met a woman who that's how she started her business. She just like started doing it. So it's, it's so accessible to start exploring these different options. I think that can be really scary because if we have that reference point of however we did our first big career and Mm -hmm. this version feels different, it's like, Ooh, I'm lacking that huge inner conviction. So something must be going wrong. And I'm just going to like stay in my drama about that instead of let what I'm doing just be the plan. Because I think that what you described with the two ox, two oxen, oxes, oxen, oxen. Don't ask me for technical things. Okay, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Let's let's for this purpose and say oxen, oxen. That sounds like in line with my... (laughs) Oregon trail training. Your example of the two oxen, if that's what people find themselves doing, you can just decide like, this is the plan. And I think Mm -hmm. that people spend a lot of time in that messy middle where you're, you really are experimenting, but think I have to be stressed out right now because I don't have a plan. And I'm, and I, and I need, I just want to know the plan when really it's like, but this is the plan right now. You're doing the plan. It's fine. Yes. It's kind of like what I see often is pretend like we're the two people on the cliff and you have your really brave half of you that like literally walk up there and like see a people and they jump. And then I see people who respond two different ways. They're standing at the top of the cliff and they also want to jump, but there's those who will just sit there and put their hands on their hip, close their eyes. They'll start to breathe. They'll start to concentrate, which is calming your nervous system. Who knows how Mm -hmm. long that takes me. It might be six weeks, but it'd be a long time standing up there, but it's like, they do those things to get going. And then there's the other camp 
who they're just pissed. <laughs> they're just like, Say more. I, I can't believe that I saw them jump off the cliff so fast. I can't believe I can't do that. I know better. I should be able to oh, do that yes. make decisions. And then they start beating themselves up and they're just angry at themselves. They're not angry at them, but they're also like, and then they're privileged for these reasons and da, 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 da. And it's like, they're Ugh. just, they're pouting back and forth. And yeah, this is how yeah. I feel like um, I see people who will come and I'm sure come to you and be like, I want to change jobs. And I absolutely know the easiest thing to do is just to walk in and just change my job. And I'm just going to ruminate instead and be so ticked off that I can't make this decision. And then I'm confused now. Like, why haven't I made this decision? And you know, who's the worst at it is people probably who are the most aware in their mind. And I think the problem is, is that they're aware in their mind. So they let their mind go to town on telling them, you see all this other proof that other people are doing it this way. And they're they're not even taking into account their temperament, their experiences. And why is this feeling hard for you? And that's why even talking to you or a decision like in your group or whatever they do, being able to talk through those things and then also take into account that third party objective from someone who might've heard your story and said, okay, I understand. Let's love on that. But also why aren't you going forward? And maybe sometimes you do need a check. Like, I'm just going to check you right now. You are pouting. And instead of making all of that anxiety, like disciplining that anxiety, you are actually letting it overcome you and letting it slap you back versus maybe it's time to just sit next to it and say, hello, anxiety, let's talk. You are keeping me safe. This is terrifying for both of us. So just talk to me, tell me all of your fears and let's see, is this true, not true, or is this like true and I can make a plan. And when you start to do all that, which a lot of times takes someone who's not in the moment and you can sit next to your fears, you can sit next to your anxiety, you can sit next to the thing holding you back and be like, I'm not going to ignore you. Actually, talk to me. I'll even write it all down right now. I'll write it all down right now. And let's just put you in categories. Let's just figure out what you're really telling me. And then it's interesting that once you go through that and who knows how long that takes. So say for me as a single mom at the time, I was like, I want to become a coach. But reality is I have zero clients and zero people that want really want my help right now. And I need to feed my children and clothe them. And they are very expensive. So I, that is a real fear. I can't just jump. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, this is what you can do. Let's have a chat with your day job and tell them this is my dream. So can I scale back in a a little bit here so I can scale up a little bit here? Can we work with this together? And luckily for me, I had a great job that's willing to do that. I understand not everyone's in that position, but it wasn't like I was, I I can tell you, I had a lot of friends that were like, you're so good. Just do it, just do it and it'll come. But the reality was like, that did not feel true for me at all. And so I guess that's why I say like, I was fine with being in this crossroads. It doesn't sound pretty to some, but it, I did resolve the problem. So then it calmed things down. And then ironically, when you are calmed down, everything flows and is easier for you. So guess what? You can jump off the cliff. You can make that decision and you can do all those things connected to your why you just might have to sort through it a little and have a little more objectivity. Well, that's where the coach comes in, right? Because your friends are either going to be, your friends sound amazing. Uh, My friends, I mean, I love my friends too, but (laughs) at the time that I was most complaining about my career, my first career, I was pretty much surrounded with people who are also 
complaining about their careers. So I wasn't surrounded by people who are yeah, like, oh, yeah, they were like, yeah, it. just do it. They were like, yeah, life sucks. And that's just what happens. I mean, no shade to my friends, but, <laughs> but I think that this, we do this have also, both camps, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, w- let's, let's find out who are you talking to? Who are you involving in this decision? Like whose perspective are you inviting mm-hmm. in? And let's see how that's affecting you. It matters. This like sit down and talk with your anxiety conversation. That's probably the conversation I have the most with people. Yeah. No one else is going to tell you your right choice, but if right. you know, okay, I was up at the top of the cliff and I had a thorough conversation with myself, like really looking through what are we afraid of? What are we anxious about? And we feel super validated and seen and all that. And we did make plans because some of those fears are super legitimate and we shouldn't just get over them and be fearless. Like they're super Mm -hmm. helpful. (laughs) Yes. What that results in is all of these big looking life changes they only get told as if you jumped off a cliff in hindsight. I think that's the, yes. the story is always more concise and dramatic in hindsight, where it's like, oh, I did that career shift. But mm-hmm. as you're going through the process, you're not, you're rarely jumping off a cliff. Like there will be moments that you might walk into your job and quit, or you might mm-hmm. buy the domain of your website or something that feels really big and official. Yes, But most of the things that you will do, speaking to your point that it is a process and we are humans, I think it's like you're climbing down the cliff over a period Mm -hmm. of time and that's fine. (laughs) Like not everything has to be as cinematic as throwing the match behind you and walking away from the exploding building. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and it's so funny because I think that we think it is. Yeah. And then we let our nervous system kick in and then we don't have, and then it is that dramatic Yeah, because we've made it about life and death because that's yeah. what we, we think it is, but it, it's not. And that's why it's so worth it to dissect it. And then that makes you so much more primed to give up quickly or to perceive things as, oh, I'm failing. This was the wrong decision. Cause you put mm-hmm. so much pressure on things being instant and yeah. huge and like high stakes. Well, and it's so funny because like in these examples, I've used my personal life example of where I've had to stay with a day job in order to like go for the career, but that's not for everyone. Some people have the ability to just like flip and that's not the thing that they need to tweak. I guess the theme of it I wanted to point out is the theme of this is not everybody work two careers, you know, like burnout. It's more of like tweak your situation. If you find that valid fear or that valid concern that you're telling yourself, find it and have someone help you or do it yourself, but put it on paper and just tweak it to what works best for you. The thing that is interesting to me is that, especially because I am doing dual work and I'm like right on the crux of having to make that decision. One thing I do notice is because I am very anchored into my why of why I want to do coaching. I'm very Mm -hmm. anchored into my why. And my job feeds that why, because without this job, as of right now, without that income, I couldn't pursue my why and be like still staying. Like I I don't have money as like an anxiety in this job. So it's given me the luxury of having my why, my, my tender little dream I've always wanted. I've been able to baby it a little bit with this job. And so that job becomes a portion of my why, even though it's that job that at one point I did feel the same as everybody else. This this is a little rough. I don't know if I ever want to do this for a long term, you know? And so I've let everything is kind of pointed towards that why, even the job that is not the job I want to have. Yeah. I'm setting myself up 
for that career that I do want to have. So I feel like that is where career changes become. So it does feel easy. Like I do feel like I could jump because I'm now finally in alignment, right? Yeah. Um, and I found that way to tweak my journey. But also total plot twist, I wanted to ask you and thought about another thing I get all the time though, is people yeah. who think they want a career change, but really they just need to work on their mindset of where they're at. Yeah. They actually love where they're at, but they just need to work on their mindset there. Yeah. And do you ever have that happen? Or do you feel like if, if you feel like there's an inkling for a career change, it's like, just change your career. No, I've had both. Honestly, yes. I've had one of my clients who, when she first came to me, she was adamant. She was so miserable at work. It was toxic. She was like, I got to get out. I just got to figure out where, because as mm -hmm. soon as I like the, when is as soon as possible, she was very mm -hmm. clear. But my response to that is usually the same, which is, I mean, if you, if you know, then, you know, like if you have to yes. get out, that's fine. But she did have some fears like you're talking about that kept mm -hmm. her from making that huge jump. She did want to know more about where am I jumping to? She did have bills to pay, blah, blah, blah. So if that's the case, and I have lots of clients right now too, who are like, I'm figuring it out. What I know is right now is not ideal, but I don't know mm -hmm. what I want next. And I'm not just going to leave and go find out with all this added pressure of now I have to figure out bills and healthcare and all these things. So my approach to that is always the same where it's like, okay, well, let's prioritize you feeling better in your present everyday reality, regardless of the decision mm -hmm. you make. I love that. Because that requires you to look at, okay, what is my mindset? How am I relating to people? What are my boundaries? So that you can feel more internally resourced. You can go into that job and not engage with the toxic person or have rote responses at the ready. So you don't have to be as emotionally engaged when you have to mm. talk to them. What boundaries are you enacting or not enacting that we need to change so that you feel less drained and less obligated and less taken advantage of and blah, 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 yes. by this job? Like, yes. like, what can we change in how you're thinking or what you're doing or both so that you don't hate every day as much? Because even if you are still going to make some huge career change, this still counts as your real life. And it is still setting you up for that career change, like who you are in this moment bitter, angry or whatever, ruminating and whatever, and looking for the, what everyone else is doing at the water cooler that you hate yeah. that, that being that character is still going to go to the new career. So why not start now with who you want to be in that new place? If that's yeah. what the answer is, right? I think it's really tricky because I feel like we probably only work with really smart people and really smart people mm -hmm. who are, you were describing as like very aware in their minds can put a lot of pressure on themselves to just make things a mindset problem. So I never yes. want to advocate for like, just think different thoughts. And then this situation will yes. be more aligned and fulfilling. Like we don't have to work with someone terrible and then put all the burden on ourselves for like, well, that could be fine. You could feel fine in that. It's just mm -hmm. your fault that you're, you have a bad mindset about it, but let's look at what agency you do have at least. Yes. Like, Cause you could make some changes on your end. We're not going to make that person stop sucking and maybe we'll still quit, but like, let's look at what agency you do have to exercise so that you don't feel like you're job is in charge of how you feel every single second of the day. Cause like you said, that is who you're being. And that person 
with that brain is the one making the decisions about what you do next. Yeah. I don't know how much room there is for clear-headed decisions you love when you're super stressed or super bitter, all the things, right? Yeah. So it's so interesting. Yesterday, I just realized this. So hopefully this story comes across, right? Because I haven't put my brain together on it. But yesterday I was coaching someone and the beginning of the call started with, I hate my job. I actually think I want to come become like, they did want a career change. I think it's so funny. I didn't think about this. They wanted a career change. They wanted to leave. We dive into it. She's telling the story. She feels like someone at work is super narcissistic towards her. She gives me very specific examples of times and meetings. And of course, okay, I just plot twist. Uh, coaches are humans. So even though we, what comes out of our mouth, hopefully isn't what's sometimes in our brain. I did have thoughts <laughs> in my brain, like, oh my gosh, you got to leave there. That is a t- toxic workplace. Like everything yeah. about your job sounds terrible. Like I was believing it, even though I don't believe it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. we're human. Yep. So I was like, man, you are right. And of course you're thinking, okay, what is the question that's going to help her the best? Um, and at the same time thinking like, you are right. You're telling me a lot of reasons why you should have a completely different career. Anyway, in the end I was like, so yes, I validate how you feel in your job. Yeah. But let's talk about like, do you want to stay there? Do you not? What we did, the tools we ended up doing was where do you have power in this situation? What can you do to be in your power? How can you tweak those certain things? It's kind of like how we can either stand at the cliff and breathe, or we can decide to get mad at it. How can you be in your power with this person? Not get walked all over by him. It might look the same to you, but how do you tweak it in your mind where you're still powerfully showing up in these meetings with this person in there? How can you have boundaries with this person that are also honoring the job you're supposed to have? Yeah. And by the time you sort through all of that, it was like, okay, then let's make these changes in your workplace for a month. Because by the end of the conversation, she was like, well, it was just not for this one person. I actually like, there's a lot of things I love about this. It's so interesting. We start realizing like, you're so sure. And depending if like, you don't have the luxury of talking to a coach that day, you could, this could go on for months that you are a hundred percent sure that it is time to jump ship. And and you don't know where you want to go, but you know, you want to go somewhere. And then you're like, but actually I kind of do like, I like everything, but this one thing, but this one person feels so big to me. I think I need to change my entire career. And so my challenge to her was let's do these things that keep you in your power and also keep you, you know, politically correct at work. Let's have these boundaries. Let's tweak these changes. Let's do that for a month, four to six weeks. And then let's talk. If you've tweaked the things that you have told me feel good to you in alignment with your values, things you think would work, and it still feels like this, maybe your intuition is it is time for a new career. Maybe, but maybe it is like, you found your strength and your power in the situation you're in kind of like you said, and you tested it. And it's so funny how we can kind of chill a little if we're like, okay, you're asking me to do that for four weeks. I can do that for four weeks. Yeah, I can just practice and see how it feels. I'll just try it on before I let myself ruminate because there's so many facts that might tell us time to jump ship. And that's where a coach is great to help you dissect. Yes, I can see why you want to jump ship. In the end, you can sort through that and then just practice and see if you can make the situation you're in. And I just think I support career changes because that's how you grow. And if it's uncomfortable, it means you're growing to something that you maybe actually means a lot to your heart and that you want. And I honor that. But I also think sometimes we're in this quick fix generation And so we do have to lean back a little for one second, even like in this case, I said a month because a career change might be your dream. And it also could be your excuse to avoid 
doing something that could help you grow. Betty for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, and that's exactly what happened with this client that I was talking about that I forgot I was telling that story, but that's exactly what happened because she was like, I need to leave, blah, blah. And we were like, okay, so you might want to leave, but in the meantime, you're going to choose to continue going to work. So let's enact these changes. Exactly. Like you're saying, like, mm-hmm. let's interact with so-and-so differently. Let's notice when we're thinking these thoughts about blah, blah, blah. And let's anchor into these other thoughts or these reframes, or let's breathe and run our nervous system and not amp up our anxiety. Blah, blah, blah. No matter what, you're going to see how it feels to take more charge of that situation which is an invaluable skill. What we don't want, like what you're saying is for you to just be like, I can't handle this and I don't like it. So I'm going to run into another company where Mm -hmm. it might be exactly the same. And you're, there might be just a new toxic person. I, I talk about things like playgrounds a lot of the time. Like what we talked about all the time, this client and I is like, okay, so you're, you're on the playground right now. And the thing that the toy that you're getting good at is dealing with this toxic person. And again, you have to use your own safety radar. If you're not in a good situation, then don't stay there for the sake of growth. But if you are in one of these very common situations where you're like, well, this is where my bills get paid and my healthcare comes from. So let's not jump ship tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, great. This is my playground. I'm going to see how it feels to interact differently and deliberately with this situation or this person or this blah, blah, blah. That's my playground. It's only going to make me more resilient and equipped for whatever is going to be next in my journey. And maybe I'll stay, maybe I don't. And then she stayed for years. Yeah. And then when it was time to go, it's like, you're going from not anger and reaction. You're going from intention. It was interesting. I had uh, a crossroads of two jobs once and I talked to a coach and I was like, I just, let me just tell you all the facts about my two careers. And then you just choose for me, which one you tell me what you think my higher self is. I'm like, there's certain, certainly if I just give you all of the information, the answer is very obvious to you and I just can't see it. So, and I believe in coaching. So I'm just going to tell you all of the information on these two jobs. And then you feed back to me what my decision should be. And I really was enrolled in this option. Like I really liked it. I love that. I give option. them all I'm the like, information. Tell me what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, my boss treats <laughs> me like this and my boss treats me like that. And this is like how I feel about this. These are the opportunities here and there. And this is my pay. It all finishes. And he takes one look at me and he said, you need to stay working at both jobs. And this is by the way, not the two jobs I have now. And I was like, what? That was not the answer I wanted. And he said, until you can heal <laughs> this pattern that you are in, where your job is becoming your enemy. You can't decide and you're not like in a good spot until you can heal that. All you're going to do is quit this and do the next thing and then be in the same spot there. So he's like, you need to stay. So it's exactly what you're saying. He was like, stay where you're at until you can reconcile. And I said, but I'm working 60 hours a week. And he's like, yep. These are the lessons you need to learn so that you can learn how to go forward with intention versus Mm -hmm. going forward out of reaction. And Mm -hmm. until you heal that in you, he was very much like energy healer. Like, so it was like different kind of wording that maybe we want to use, but like, he was like, until you can heal that inside that wound, you need to stay where you're at and learn here and then move forward. So it's interesting. I think, oh gosh, you're like, Hey, let's talk about career change. And I'm like, okay, let's, 
let's um let's talk about it being really slow and yeah. then let's talk about not changing at all you're probably like where did I go astray here I'm giving you an outline if we ever talk again no I, I love also- it it's so real but this is like the yes. way it really happens yeah I'm like it's a podcast episode we can dive into options but yes. there's also that other side that I I say to all the cliff jumpers or to all those that have checked all the boxes and know that they can be a cliff jumper and they decided to just be afraid mm-hmm. that then there's also the strategy of just believe in yourself and just know that what you want is there for you. And maybe the timing isn't what you want it to be, but there is so much opportunity factually in this world. We have every opportunity to be mm-hmm. literally anything we want to be if we set our minds to it. And I believe that wholeheartedly with anybody I speak with, any income level, any anywhere, you can do it, do what it takes for you and let yourself be okay with the process, but it can be done for changes can happen. Confetti! And they can happen fast. Like I do want to acknowledge we're kind of naysaying all those cliff jumpers, all the ones that are like, just do it. But there is something to be said about your friends too. They they may see in you. It's just like, you just need to get on board, you know? Yeah. The cliffs look different for everybody. I think that's totally. like one of our main takeaways. The jump might look different. The cliff might look different. What it all comes down to in our conversation is, like, do you like your reasons for everything you're doing? Because mm-hmm. you might have reasons that you love for not making this jump, but making this smaller step. Yeah. But if it comes down to the point where you are literally just holding yourself back and keeping yourself in a miserable situation just because you're so afraid of the unknown, then it's like, okay, if you don't love that reason for committing the next 20 years of your life to this miserable situation, then surround yourself with intentional people, Mm -hmm. coaches or people who've made leaps themselves and get behind your choices. That's that's what we're saying, I think. And I think- If you're stuck in spin and confusion about a career change or any other decision, that right there, tune into your body. And that is your 100% solid proof that it's not that your friends aren't great. My friends are great too, but they love you and they think you're amazing. And so they're just going to agree with you. And so is your mom most of the time. And so that's what I'm like. It's time to slide up and ask Kristen that spinny feeling like tune into where that feels in your body and just tell yourself when I feel that next and I'm thinking about something, I actually need to dissect this decision with Mm -hmm. a neutral party so I can get some objectivity out of it because you will be able to feel safe to move forward once you do sort that through. Find that neutral party because it's time to find someone that can help you put a stake in the spinning. Yeah. Like let's figure out why we are making the decisions we are making. Cause yes, usually we, we don't know. We only know if we like it or we don't like it. It's like, I don't like how things are happening or I don't like that things aren't happening, but I can't tell you why they're not happening. And it's like, great. It's always neutral parties yes. can come in with the coat. That's what the coach is here for. I so appreciate you. I uh, love you. <laughs> if people think they want to work with you, where do they go? What do they do? I'm most active on Instagram and um, my website is both of them are the same and it's Shiloh B coaching. So it's S H Y L O H letter B coaching. I follow you. I can't get enough of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I don't want to, we just hang out and talk forever about, I know. Right. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody I'll see you next week. Bye. 
Hey, want to find out your decision style? Um, obviously. Go take the decision style quiz. It's in the show notes and at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. We all have our style when it comes to making decisions, but do you know how to use your default way of thinking to your advantage? Or do you mainly get stuck in the most annoying parts of overthinking and people-pleasing? The decision style quiz has your answers, my friend. Take it right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz.